Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. Happy Monday. You know, it's a Monday where we actually get some breaking news commitment Monday, finally, where we get to reminisce and break it down on the BBP Monday. We also have a Monday following a week of football commit after football commit after football commit after football transfer commit Monday. We also have a Monday after I got to to be united with uh, each member of the BBP Monday over the weekend. We also have a Monday before the NFL draft where many hopeful Bearcats hope to hear their names called. We also have a Monday where we get to talk everything Bearcats, everything that we can possibly think of, football, basketball, anything of the sort. But we also have a Monday where we get to bring in a special guest who knows a lot about that commitment. I teased a little bit earlier, but without further ado, it's time to welcome in my guys, pals, the group, the squad, Mr. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, how are we? Aaron? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Got to pop some 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 tops with you and, and Ryan, and uh, we did for the first time actually have all four of us together at once for a, a selfie uh, that remains in Chad's phone. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was cool to finally have all of us together. There we go. There we go. Ryan, how are we, sir? Doing well. Yeah. I'll piggyback off Aaron. It's great to link up and get to celebrate uh, Kelly's wonderful life. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a little tough part of the weekend, but it's good to see you guys and kind of, bond together and be there for chad headed over to the the village what is it the village tap room or is that what it's called village tavern village tavern over there in montgomery no free ads but uh it's a good place to (laughs) to down a couple brews so uh nothing like some cardi b at 4 p.m oh yeah in the middle of montgomery it was beautiful over a blue moon or something beautiful beautiful i'm i'm here but uh, I've got Grand Central Station in my house tonight, so I'll, I'll probably be on mute most of the most of the evening. Hopping, hopping, Grand Central Station, man, that's a hopping place right there. The, the, so I've got the the mother or the mother-in-law, the sister-in-law, <coughs> Kelsey, and my stepmom and my and Kelly's cousin all going through Kelly's stuff because uh, if we didn't do that right now, mm-hmm. a year from now, her closet would still be. Chock full of things. There you go. Okay, now you just opened both doors. Like that one was already open. When you no, it wasn't. It literally was. Anyhow, so yeah, I'm probably not going to be uh, super active tonight. I've got the queen of sass. Hi, Kelsey. Good, good they, seeing they you. Said hi and good seeing you this weekend. She smiled. There you go. There you go. But yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'll just be over here minding my own business. Love it, love it. But you, you know what, minding his his own business, he you know he's at least there, not not driving around in a car, moving around. Because if it's Grand Central Station inside of a car, it's a lot of commotion could end up in, a, in, in you know, a bit of an you know something gets broken. Well, you gotta go head to Danco Transmission and out of there. Just head on over there, Danco Transmission. Danco, Joe, mention Aaron, Ryan, Chad, Grand Central Station, mention it, Bearcats, uh, but uh, mention CJ Frederick and, and Zach Tober. How about that as well? Um, but yeah, just mention them, get 10% off your next fixing, $10 <laughs> off your next oil change, but uh, 
that's a good way to lead right into the uh the cub calf oh 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 there it is <laughs> there it is there's the crew that's, that's amazing Aaron with the locks man those are I I say the they're boys. aggressive but they're they're nice they are nice <laughs> golly they are nice but uh yeah squad squatted it up but oh yeah, yeah. without further ado Zach Tobes my man how are we I'm perfect. Better now that I'm with y'all. There we go. There we go. Stop. (laughs) You ain't your sweet nothings. (laughs) Too kind. But I gotta uh, drop them. Got to. Uh, You know, Tobes. We're we're not gonna waste any time, man. You know, from Cub Calf to Cincinnati, man. You've you've gotta gotta give a little love and give a little shout out to yourself first, but of course also to the most recent news that came out today. Kentucky transfer C.J. Frederick heads to the portal uh, on Friday. And before you Mm -hmm. know it, commitment to the Bearcats on Monday. There's a 15-minute video that Chad had, a nice interview with C.J., kind of breaking down the recruitment and whatnot. But, you know, Tobes, you know a lot about this guy. a Big-time shooter, great guy, has a lot of connections around the city. Mm -hmm. What what can you tell us first just about the – from what you understand, the – recruitment of cj and then we'll, we'll dive into quite more after that so i know i know cj talked about it um with chad a little while ago um <clears throat> but yeah you know he entered the portal you know friday morning and it kind of was a, a whirlwind you know he had uh-huh. you, you know whatever school you name it was calling was calling him um offering him everything and you know i think he i think he was kind of at the point where he's been through that process before you know he's been through the recruiting process and then he's been you know through the transfer portal process and everything um so he kind of you know somewhat knew what he wanted a little bit um to an extent um obviously you don't necessarily know until you start you get there and you start seeing what kind of offers you're getting and everything um but from what I know, you know, his phone was blowing up off off the hook. Um, if you can only imagine, you know, sometimes you just got to put put it put it down just to kind of get away from it a little bit. Right. Um, but it went it went quickly. Um, and uh, you know, Saturday he was up here. Uh, he was actually already coming home for you know just to come home for a little bit, and you know, went over, met with the staff, and everything, and. Um, I think, you know, that pre-existing relationship he had with Wes was huge um, and, you know, made it made it hap- made it official to the staff last night and, you know, made it public today. Um, so it went quick. So one of the names that uh, we, we found out was pretty integral in his commitment to and uh, recruitment this time around was uh, was Jake Thielen. I, I think you had a bit of mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, carryover with with Thielen over at Cuff Calf. what what yep. what can you tell us about Jake and what you think Jake had a uh, a piece in the uh getting CJ to Cincinnati yeah Jake's awesome he's got a great family you know I kind of I grew up with them a little bit so my dad actually grew up with his dad um so they've been friends you know forever so you know when I was a little kid you know we'd be going to hang out and we'd go hang out with the Thielens and stuff so uh, I've known him for a long, a long time. Uh, I got to play with him two years when I was at well, kind of really only one. Um, he was a senior when I was a sophomore, so we were kind of we had that one year overlap before I was on the freshman. He was on varsity, but um, 
Yes, they got to play with him one year, and then he had a you know he had a phenomenal career down at Bellarmine. Um, tried to do the the whole play professionally a little bit, and then got into coaching. Fell in love with it. Um, so yeah, he, I mean he you know he's he's been instrumental in a lot of things that Wes has been doing. He loves you know Wes loved him from the from the get go and everything. You know people can only say good things about him. Uh, so yeah, I mean he can you know. He was really helpful and just, he was just another, you know, another comfort piece kind of, you know, to the whole puzzle that, you know, CJ really knew kind of what he was getting into and, you know, knew him from before and everything. So I think that's just another piece that really helped. And then it was funny because obviously then there was the connection with, with Adam's family, which, you know, is, is something that right. Chad yeah, exa- is you know, yeah, through, exactly. through Adams part of the whole Indiana elite. So a little, yep. little AAU connection. So just multitude of connections piling in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it just, it really, you know, everything, you know, it just all helped cement his, his thoughts and, you know, and he wanted to play for West too. So. I feel like even if you didn't like something that Jake Thielen had to say, all he had to do was smile. And then you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you win, sir. You right. win. Exactly. Well, it's fun. It's funny. You know, he used to be, he used to be like the, the, the chubby little kid or whatever, you know, and he was always, you know, always had that baby fat on him, I guess you could say and everything. And uh, <laughs> So it's funny to see him. Grew up to be him, a beautiful you know. swan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what my mom says. I just got to get rid of this baby fat and I'm, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be right there. Ryan, you're muted. I was just gonna say, I feel like I put on a little self-imposed baby fat after uh, oh, turning man. 19 years old in college, or some. I think just something yeah. in the water. You start drinking it, right. you just yeah. Some I don't know. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Must be drinking that same water. It's not yeah. water. The water, yeah, the water. It's that's uh, there's hops and barley in it. Yeah, yeah they call it. Don't have to. Have, still have to have water, right? They call it, it the fresh river water. Freshman fifteen, <laughs> freshman fifteen for some people. It was like freshman forty for me. So, I really <laughs> hey, once you got out of all that Jordan gear, Brian, you had to put on. Hey, man, <laughs> you know, you know, golly, right. that's true. That is true. I know. I need to start. I need to start slimming down. Yeah, it will be good. We'll be good. Uh, go ahead and talk about CJ the player, Zach. I mean, the first time that you kind of saw him play and kind of what you've seen him. Been able to develop not only at Cuff Calf but at Iowa and at Kentucky. Right. Um, so the first time I saw him, I was actually still at UC um, when he was playing for Cuff Calf. Um, and you always just really, it's funny he he didn't even start on the the freshman team at Cuff Calf. He was like six man on mm-hmm. the freshman team at Cuff Calf. And then um, he really he really you know he put his mind to it. And he wanted to do it, and he really put the time in. You know from his freshman year to his sophomore year, you know, and he was starting varsity as a sophomore and everything because um, he really put the effort in. I mean, the, the work ethic for the kid is just un- unbelievable. You know, he's he's the type of kid that you say, hey, you know, you need to go jump rope for an hour a day, every day or whatever to get better. Well, he's going to do it for an hour and a half, two hours. You know, he always is doing one step more. You know, if, if you tell him anything and say, hey, this will get you to the next level, he's doing it and then some. Um, and it's been like that ever since I known him. Um, and I kind of got to know him a little better. Uh, his senior year at Cuff Calf uh, was my first year removed from UC. 
and uh, I was helping out, you know, coaching and stuff, kind of assistant JV, assistant varsity coach, um, just kind of helping out where I could. And you saw that every day. I mean, it was, you know, most ki- most high school kids, you know, they come to practice and then they they go home and they do whatever. Well, he's, you know, we're all leaving for practice and he's on the gun getting shots up after practice, getting shots up, you know, before school, uh, you know, at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning every day. And, you know, it's crazy. Um, but his, so his work ethic is just unbelievable. And you could see that from an early age, too. Um, and it just continued, uh, you know, in college and everything. It took a redshirt year. You know, I was like, hey, we think this redshirt year would be good for you to get, you know, to get stronger, build weight and all that, um, to be able to battle in the Big Ten. And he was like, all right, all in. Let's do this. So um, he's just that type of person. It showed those two years at Iowa where he shot, you know, combined – 48% from three, you know, even playing hurt too. Um, then got hurt again, his, the year, his first year at UK. Yep. Um, and I think that's what bothered him this year. You know, he, he didn't shoot as well, but he's playing with broken ribs and stuff. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever had that. I haven't, but you know, from here and from it, you know, it's like, you can't even, you can't even breathe without it hurting. Um, so you can only imagine trying to, trying to play in the SEC with broken, broken ribs, you know, it's not, it's not going to be great, but I think that just shows some of his toughness, you know, he's going to, he's going to play through that kind of stuff, you know, he's going to be there for his teammates and everything. So, um, you know, I can't, I can't say enough good things about the kid. I had had bruised ribs once and that was, that was enough for me. So I can't imagine broken ribs. (laughs) Right. Especially in basketball, if if you're a shooter, you're yeah, you're no. exposing. Yeah, that. you're ex- extending. Yeah, you're exposing it the whole the whole, the whole nine. Yeah. yeah, so I, um, I mean, that's got to be difficult. But that, it, so you were there the senior year. I I mean, this is mm-hmm. I know we're talking what like five years ago at this point, but yeah, 20, 2018. 2018, Yeah, but he had an unbelievable season. Set school. Oh yeah. Monster, yeah. monster year, you know, scored, scored a thousand, a thousand points that season or nine, 900 yeah. something, yep. you know, he, yep. he had an unbelievable run in the, in the uh, state tournament too. And, you know, Kentucky's, I think the only one now that does just one state champion for every school in, in the state. Uh, so he had a, he had an unbelievable run. I mean, it was, he scored 30, 35 points a game. Yep. Every game just just took over. Like you could just see it. You know, there was no, there was no messing around with him. Like he he wanted that, and there wasn't anyone out there that was going to stop him. Forty eight percent from three. Oh yeah, high school. Yep. yep. Him. Yeah, we had two guys. Him and then uh, Aiden Rusats, our coach, one of our, one of our coaches' sons. They both shot like 49 percent from from three that year. I mean, and they pushed each other in. I mean, they were both like right next to each other in the gym every day shooting, man. It, you know, it was, it was awesome to see. So then obviously you went to Iowa. That's when kind of when the, the injury bug started. You, you touched on it a little bit, but you know, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy looking at it. I, you know, 2018 right. missed the whole season with the crack, with a crack rib then. Yeah. And he missed six games that his first year playing. Miss another four that next year. Mm-hmm. Then, as you mentioned, miss another entire season with an injury. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, it's just almost been like like 
I don't know. I don't say freak act, you know, freak injuries yeah. and stuff like that, like cracked ribs and broken ribs and stuff like that. You know, right. he, pl- he played through pan- plantar fasciitis his yep, yep. last year at last year at Iowa. You know, dude shot. I don't know if anyone's had that either, but like, he, there's days where you can barely walk on it. Like he's mm-hmm. just doing everything just to just to be able to walk on it and played through it, shooting you know damn near fifty percent from three in the Big Ten. Like, yeah. You know, and playing minute, you know, heavy minutes too. It's not like he was just playing for two minutes and then, you know, hit a shot or two and then get out. But he was playing minutes and playing on plantar fasciitis. And then he, I think he tore his hamstring or his quad. Yeah. I can't remember. One, one of the two. That's what it was. Where it came off the it bone. Was one of the two. Yeah. His, his first year at, um, UK yeah. at UK in, in the, in the fall, you know, before he could really even do anything, you know, get even started. So, and then this past year playing with cracked ribs. So I think that's, you know, you know, if there'd be one, you know, quote unquote, you know, knock against him, it's that right. he hasn't really been able to stay healthy except for, I think is, you know, mostly his freshman year at Iowa or his, you know, redshirt freshman year at Iowa. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he can, if he can stay healthy, you know, if he can really work work with Mike and, you know, I know UC's got some of the best, you know, physical therapy staff and medical staff there is in the country. I mean, Bob Mangine and his group and Mike and the strength staff, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that at the college level. So, or, or at any level really. Um, so, you know, if he can stay healthy, you know, this year and I think the, the sky's the limit for him really. Craziest thing is though, with with how today is with eligibility, he he revealed in that interview yeah. he had potentially two years left. Yeah, he has two years left. Um, I think it's technically his COVID year and then a, a medical redshirt year. Yeah, I guess if you want to call it. So yeah, he'll be eligible right away because he's a graduate transfer, graduated from UK this spring, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, he's theoretically got two years left um, to play. So, which is yeah, which is crazy to think about, you know. So, uh, but that's that's what it's going to be like in college basketball for at least the next couple years till you right. start getting out all the all the COVID COVID guys out of it. But Golly. crazy, it's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. So, I you you've been able to watch a lot of him. I'm sure you you've kept up with him through his college days mm-hmm. as well. A lot of people might pin him as just a you know a shooter. Uh, you know, whether right. it be spot up or in transition, things of that sort. Um, what what can you say beyond his game as just a shooter? What what do you think are some things that might, might not be highlighted or that the random fan might not know about his game? I mean, he's 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 an excellent passer and he's a smart passer. Like he's he's got always guys. I mean, he's not an elite passer like like a Rajon Rondo or somebody like that. Right. But he's always making the right play, and he's always hitting guys for the you know the right pass at the right time and everything. You know he's not going to be flashy with everything, but he's not going to turn the ball over. I think at Iowa, two years at Iowa, he he was top five or so in the in the nation in assist to turnovers. Like he's right. just he's just steady with the ball, you know, and he can. And I think he's underrated defensively. I mean, he's not an elite athlete by any means. Um, but he, he's, he knows where to be. He's always going to be in the right spots. He's caught, he's going to know the defense. 
So he's going to always be calling out, you know, the right, you know, calling out screens and helping, you know, helping his big guys out and everything. Um, he's always going to be looking for the next rotation and everything like that. So, you know, just because he's not a supreme athlete, um, right. he still can get the job done with his smarts. Yeah. Agree. Aaron, Ryan, anything, boys? <laughs> Sounds a lot like me, but with way more playing time. <laughs> Tobes, I, I think people, when you're talking about the portal these days and, and past relationships, like I think it's important for people to understand UC didn't have a, a great chance at CJ the first time around just because the roster was, was sure. There's a lot of yeah. turmoil and turnover, mm -hmm. but West still took the time, still built the relationship. CJ said today to me that one of the hardest calls he had to make was to West to tell him that he wasn't coming to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. But what does it say to you that, that he built such a strong relationship in that short window last time? And in turn, that allowed them to get things. And let, let's, I think I can, let me be serious here. There was a lot of people that called from Friday to today. A lot, like, like that. I mean, like I said before, I mean, you named the school and they called him. And, and a lot of them called with very serious intentions and Will Wade type strong ass offers. Yeah. You want me? You want me to go? You want me to go get? You want me to go get my blank check over here? Here, right. Like, here, 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 here CJ. Write, write your, uh, write your check. I'm whatever, fill out whatever you want, buddy. Was one of those. I won't say who, mm -hmm. but there was a school that said, "You fill out the check, we'll sign it." Basically. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it's a relationship with Wes that he wanted to play for Wes, and I, yeah. I think it just and, speaks volumes. Yeah, and I mean, to that point, you know, he's not going to UC for free. I mean, UC makes their, uh, their NIL is, is good is they got a really good. And I mean, it's not, you know, the top tier, but they have a really good NIL right now. And, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, his prior relationship was everything, man. He, uh, kind of got dark, but, uh, you know, from recruiting him before and everything, and then when, you know, Wet, he loved Wes from the beginning, you know, he loved Wes before and uh, he wanted to play for him before, but it just, it didn't work out. And um, I, I don't think it was the right time, you know, it, he wanted to, he wanted to win right then and there. And, uh, you know, Wes is still trying to build his program. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to show a kid, hey, this is how we won. This is how we're going to win. Um, so if you're a kid like that, you know, you go to the more known commodity, which I can't blame him one one bit at all. But, you know, having said that, he made Wes made such a strong impression on him the first time that when he called up this time, like he was like, no brainer. Hey, you know, answer the phone. Hey, Wes, how you doing? You know, so, uh, you know, I, it speaks volumes to that. And, you know, Wes is the type of guy he's going to make those impressions on you know everybody's recruiting in high school right now the kids that he's trying to recruit in the portal now and everything so um it's not it's not shocking that that names like this are coming up you know again even though it didn't necessarily work out the first time you're you're muted there uh, he made mention of this in his interview with chad uh just that 
obviously having the Big 12 behind you doesn't hurt anything in that recruitment either, as you don't want to necessarily recruit anybody. It's, it's a much har- harder battle uphill to recruit somebody mm-hmm. to the American than it is to, yeah. hey, come join the best conference in the entire country, and every single night you're going to have yourself a barn burner. It, it absolutely is. And there's, I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of guys that UC has been recruiting, not only when, you know, with Wes being here, but when when Mick was here, when Brandon was here, and, and guys just flat out said, I don't want to play in the American. I want to play in the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, SEC, whatever. You know, they they couldn't even get their foot in the door because kids didn't want to play and didn't want to play, right. you know, this high-level guys. Um, so it's absolutely, you know, it's not the only thing, but it's absolutely, um, you know, easier to recruit high-level kids in the Big 12 than it was in the American. And, uh, you know, it, a lot of times it just helps you get your foot in the door saying, hey, we're going to play. We play in the Big 12 or Cincinnati, this, that, and the other. And it helps you at least just get your foot in the door. And then that way, West and his staff can can get their foot in the door and then they can build their relationships from there, which they're, they're awesome at. Um, so they can really use that to help. But, um, you know, it's, it's huge. I'm going to highlight what Matt Lanham said down here. Aaron, if you can throw yep. that out there. Yeah, so that's one of the – things that was awesome in the interview with Chad as well. Mm-hmm. How do you know if he was saying if he was a senior in high school after Wes would give a pitch and build a relationship yep. and whatnot, he'd, he'd commit with them right on the spot, which, I mean, only bodes well for the future right. recruiting, especially when high school recruiting becomes even more of a, you know, a, an art, if you will, with the uh, NIL and transfer portal. So that comment right there was something that also stuck out to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he told me that he said that um, earlier to Chad and he, told me that last last go around he said that you know and I think he you know his thinking your thinking's a little different being a freshman coming in where hey I got four years five if you do a red shirt or whatever you know so you got time to build with that coach well being a transfer is a little different at the time you know he kind of thought he only had two years left so he's like I don't want to you know my college career is halfway done I don't want to I don't necessarily want to be on a rebuild team which I get um, so your your thinking's a little bit differently. Obviously, stuff kind of worked out how it did, um, and he still has a little bit of time left. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that's impressive too is as this is Jake Thielen getting some credit as not just Wes, um, but we see a lot of different staff on a lot of the different recruits. So it's not always just Wes. It's not always just Mike Roberts. It's mm-hmm. Andre. It's Roberts it's now Jake has entered the fray it it's been all of these different assistant coaches have all helped construct this roster it's not ever really been a you know the the same guys over and over again that are in on these recruits and I think that's again just another feather in Wes's cap as to how well he's built this staff around him yeah absolutely you know it goes to the you know it goes to what a lot of kids say hey it felt like family i mean when you can when you can really go there and say hey i got a relationship with the head coach you know two of the assistants the strength coach the video guy the dbo and you come out of it feeling like hey like those guys were awesome man i had a great conversation with with such and such and you know he wasn't even one of the coaches you know necessarily so it goes to that whole you know family aspect that you're going and you're you're 
playing for everybody there. It's not just one or, you know, one guy here or there. You know, it really is, you know, a team, a team effort from this staff. Um, yeah. It's awesome. I, you mentioned the first time around uh, when, when he left Iowa, decided on Kentucky. I, I mean, that was a bottom mm-hmm. five of North Carolina, Kansas, Gonzaga, Cincinnati, and Kentucky. Uh, that's mm-hmm. pretty insane. And then, of course, right. with the amount of people that were after him, now even a even lot of those, injury, a lot of those same schools, <laughs> even with the injury riddled time at, mm-hmm. at you know down in Lexington, but still, it was it, it just shouts to the type of player that that people are getting. Uh, so you know the roster construction for the most part um, on the team right now for the Bearcats next season. How do you yep. see CJ kind of fitting in role wise and kind of just play wise? I think, I mean, I think he slides right into that, you know, that two guard position, that shooting guard position. I think they're set kind of at the one with, with Day Day coming in, uh, Jizzle coming in, and then Mike Adams Woods can handle the ball too. So he can always take over the one in a pinch as well um, when they need him. You know, he's not quite a three. He's not that long athlete that Wes right. likes at the, at the three spot. Um, but I think he fits right. I think he fits right in there, you know, in that starting five, that starting rotation, heavy minutes guy. Um, and I think he brings a lot to the team that he, you know, that wasn't on the team. You know, he's an elite shooter. When he's healthy, he is an elite shooter. I mean, he's top five in the country shooter. You know, that's why that's why you saw all those big names calling him and everything. Like you that that doesn't just grow on trees. No. You know, a kid that can shoot and he's not a total he's not a stiff either um so or else you'd see a lot more you know d2 and d3 guys playing but um yeah i think he fits exactly what this team needs you know you got data and jizzle that are more attacking downhill same with um dan skillings you know he's more that attacking type you know his his shot will start falling but he's another he's an attacker you know you got all your your big dudes down low Reynolds and uh, Vic. Um, so I think he just adds a really nice piece um, to what Wes is trying to build this season. Yeah. And then, of, of course, I'll, I'll continue on. The uh, the adding CJ as well is just spaces the floor, as you mentioned. When Absolutely. Just allows Data yeah, and Jizzle to you, get to their you, spots. Right. You can't help off on them. No. You can't help off because if you do, then they're finding them wide open, splash, three. So, or if you, you know, if you don't help off on him, then like you said, you know, it opens up driving lanes for all those other guys um, to be able to attack the rim better. So with one spot left open, what do you think this roster still needs by your estimation? Um, I mean, I, I still think if you could, you know, if you can get that big, bigger wing, athletic wing that can kind of do a little bit of both, can shoot at a high level, you know, and can – can attack a little bit, can find other people. I know, I know everybody in the country is kind of looking for that too. <laughs> I was going to say, so you just uh, say we need Landers and Ollie back. And that's it. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I think, I think he, I think he would be, honestly, I think he would be perfect for this team. Exactly what they're <laughs> another piece that they're needing. Obviously that's not going to happen at this point. Um, but you know, a, a kid like that, Simus Lukosius, I think it says, right. Yeah. Um, I got a guy like him who can, you know, he's a, I think he's a true, you know, three, 
but he can play the four. He can play a small ball four. You know, he's six seven. He's good size. He can move well. He moves a lot a lot better for his size than he looks like he would. Um, and he can shoot. He can handle the ball in the open court. I mean, you can you can throw it to him, and he could start a break. You know, and he can truly play that you know three four position. And I think somebody kind of in that realm. You know, that can kind of be, uh, you know, you can play them at the three. You could play them at the two, maybe, depending on the lineup, or you could play them at the four. Somebody like that that's a little versatile. So you were you played with a lot of uh, good shooters, good players, good Bearcats in your day. Mm-hmm. Who would you put up there as pure shooter-wise comparative to what CJ is going to bring, just as a pure shooter? Pure shooter? Farad Cobb. Okay. That dude was money. His problem was he just was, you know, five foot nine or whatever right, it was. Right, right. But yeah. yeah, if he could, you know, if he if he was a little taller, man, I mean, he was lights out. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a few games where he's hitting, you know, five, six threes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, I'd say, you know, as at least as a shooter wise that I played with him for sure. Okay, because yeah, you were with SK too, but SK was yeah. more of a just straight score, right? Yeah, SK was definitely more of a score, and he was the you know SK was the guy at the end of the game, you know, hey, get the ball to SK and get out of the way, and he right. either go score, get a bucket, he's doing all that. Um, so their games aren't totally similar, but yeah, I mean, definitely shooter wise. So get this time from the perimeter. Just- just tell Day Day to, to to break down the defense and kick it out to CJ. Exactly, exactly. But CJ, you can, you can play him. I mean, he can he can play in the pick and roll too. Like he's not just throw him in the corner and right. have him just stand there. I mean, you can you can set ball screens for him, and he and like I said before, I mean, he can he'll he'll hit guys for passes and stuff like that. Hit them for lobs, and he can dish it too. So he's not he's not just the stand in the corner and shoot guy. I mean, he can make plays too. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching his highlights at Iowa, and you, you see Nunji passing right. Him, you know, too, like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, he's good friends with Nunji. Dude, it's just the the amount of connections is just kind of insane, and how right. how everyone's getting older, and and that means, he's he's here at UC, which is going to be a big yeah. time. Going to be a big time. Um, Absolutely. So. And anything else on CJ, Aaron, Ryan, Chad? I know you're kind of lurking in the background. Anything more from Toves on uh, on Mr. CJ? I was just hyped to see him get him. I know, I think <clears throat> just grabbing that guy, I know it's someone we really wanted to go after. And it kind of just shows that the belief in Wes is there. And I know some sometimes a lot of the fans are – They've been down West and down what he stands for. Mm-hmm. We've just seen a guy like Jay that we went after and it worked. I think it's reassuring that I think to things that we all believe that, you know, Wes has a real thing going here and he just caught a couple bad breaks, but I'm excited for this season even more now having a weapon like him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you kind of alluded to it too. I mean, CJ's a guy that, you know, outside of basketball, I mean, he'll be a phenomenal ambassador for Cincinnati basketball and Cincinnati sports in general. Um, you know, he has a ton of connections in the college basketball world in the Cincinnati, you know, area and everything. Um, so he will be, a, you know, a phenomenal ambassador to, to promote Cincinnati. What did you think of him saying Cal was one of the things that pushed him over the top? Like Coach Cal, given Wes his 
stamp of approval that this would be a good a good spot for you, a good offense, a good situation. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I mean, it just shows the relationship that he had with Cal and the relationships he's made um, in college sports and stuff like that. And, I mean, it kind of shows the guy that Cal is. I know he's gotten a lot of flack lately, but he truly cares about his dudes. And he was looking out for CJ. He didn't want him to just go to a situation where he thought CJ would fail. Um, he, he was looking out for him, and um, he wanted him to go to a situation. Um, and it shows that, you know, Cal's been around forever, man. Um, and it shows how much he trusts Wes, and he likes Wes as a coach, and he thinks he's going to be a good one, too. So um, I think it kind of speaks towards both those guys. Cal probably remembers some of the games against the Bearcats as well back when Memphis and yeah you know, days. But uh, it, it, talk a little bit more about his family real fast. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's crazy to see the amount of just relatives that played high level Division One sports. You know, Uncle Joe yeah played basketball exactly. over over and over. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he comes from he comes from a basketball family. And uh, sports family, you know, his dad or his grandpa is in the basically built, helped build freaking Winton Woods and everything. Charlie Frederick Stadium out there, you know, I mean, his family's big and big in this area. And they're I mean, they're awesome. I mean, I've known him, known him for a while now. I've known his Uncle Joe for, you know, pretty much my whole life. Grew up with his cousin, Nick. Um, and they're I mean, they're awesome, you know. Uh, part of the reason why I ended up at UC, I mean, well, pretty much the only reason why I ended up at UC was because his Uncle Joe, um, you know, knew him growing up and everything, and he connected me with uh, Coach Cronin and everything. So, you know, I got to I got to thank them, you know, and him for for even being here right now, really. Um, so I owe them I owe them a lot. Um, but no, they're they're great people, man. And you know, you can't you won't meet a better family out there. What, what time did you get your first text message from Uncle Joe this morning? I think mine was at like 7.15. Uh, last, yesterday, actually. Um, no, I just mean yeah, it like once it oh, was done. Today, today, six. I call, I call, he texted me at like six and I called him at like 6.10, 6.15 at work. <laughs> I was at work. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> he was fired up. He was fired yeah, up this abso- morning. Absolutely. No, it's awesome. You know, I'm, ex- and, I'm excited and, for him and their family. CJ, I asked CJ, I'm like, are you going to be on every uh, ad on 700? Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm sure he is. But no, I was talking, I was talking about, I think me and Chad were talking about that earlier. You know, I mean, with, you know, his dad working for Clear Channel and his, you know, Joe works for iHeartRadio and everything and does ads, sells ads for the Bengals, Reds, all that. You see, um, you know, there's no there's no shortage of NIL opportunities for him in this area. That's for sure. Um, I was actually joking around. So his fiance plays basketball for UK, the UK women's team. She's actually pretty good. I think she started for him. I was okay. joking around with his uncle Joe at our, we had an open gym at Cuff Cath earlier this afternoon. I was like, Hey, does she have any eligibility left? You want to come play? The women's team is looking for some players, man. But I yeah. think she's, I think she's officially out. <laughs> They're packaged. Deal, Unfortunately. Huh? Right. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a spare COVID year somewhere that she can take. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Tobes, obviously 
not only do you know about Cuff Calf and CJ Frederick and everything, you, you know quite a lot about a lot of other stuff. Uh, I, I believe <laughs> you're you're working on the the uh, renovated and, and uh, men's locker room for for the basketball and women's. Team. Yep, it, both. It, yeah, men's and women's locker room for the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Any any updates on that and how everything's going there? Yeah, it's going it's going well right now. Um, we we finished demo of everything so they're expanding i don't know for how many of you guys know there was the uh there was a lounge down there that kind of converted during the week to the uh it was called the arena club it converted during the week to like a kind of classroom setting there's a partition down the middle so you could split it up in different classrooms and stuff Mm -hmm. um and then where the lockers rooms were so we basically blew out the wall there tore out the arena club and everything and then uh so it'll be a combo um, of of all that. And essentially, I mean, they're getting five times the amount of square feet. Each locker room will be about about 5,000 square feet, give or take a couple. Um, so they're going to be huge. You know, there's going to be a nutrition room in each, in each locker room. There's going to be a lounge area, a gaming area in each one. There's going to be a recovery room in each one. Then we'll have like these nap pods and sleep pods and stuff. Um, I think Bob Mangine got the idea from when y'all went down. Did you go to the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas? Yeah, I was down Ryan? there. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, were you there? The team, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they had, did they have like some big sleep pods or something fancy down there? They had these massage pods that we'd love. Okay, man. we would sleep. Yeah, in these things yeah. And we'd Bob, down there Bob, and fall asleep. Bob was talking about those and how much he's saying how much you guys love those or whatever. So I think oh, they yeah. were going to get one or one of those for each each locker room something like that um He's but right. they're we gonna them. yeah they're gonna be uh i mean they're gonna it's gonna be nice there's gonna be a hype tunnel in each locker room so that'll be kind of cool um and then uh the lockers themselves are gonna be you know we went to uh me and the architect um probably two months ago or so now we went up to visit the Cleveland Cavaliers lockers because the company that's going to do them did the Cleveland Cavaliers lockers. And I mean, I kid you not. I mean, these things are going to be, I mean, they're, they're NBA level lockers. Like it's, they're big time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun, I mean, it's a fun project for me. I love it. Um, so they're not going to be the size of a middle schooler, like the old uh, locker room. <laughs> no, no, not mine. No, not like ours. They're more bad out of wood, you know, Fake wood paneling and stuff. I mean, these things are going to be legit. Even after the first run of, even after the arena was redone, those lockers were not fit for a college athlete. No, they were just, I, I think in part of it, I think it was kind of rushed, you know, a little bit because that part, they originally weren't going to do the, they weren't, they originally weren't going to do the locker room. They were going to leave it as, as it was. And, uh, um, Mick was, you know, like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so it ended up being, you know, a change to the project halfway through. So I think they kind of just tried to make something work. And it just, it was, I don't know, it felt tiny in there. I mean, it felt it felt smaller than it was when I was there and everything. It, it probably was smaller. It had to be. Um, I mean, it felt tiny. So this is definitely like the the locker room now, just where the lockers are is the same size as the entire thing was before you know it's unbelievable um so yeah it'll be it'll be super nice so can't that's wait going well. that's going well keep what me a, keeping me busy 
There we go. What uh, what are your thoughts on on what you've seen from the from the football side of things? Uh, just the uh, the team and and the way that things are shaping up and spring practice that you've been able to observe or or, or read about or hear about. I, mean, I think I think they're I think they got some momentum going right now. You know, obviously, uh, none of it matters unless the the product on the field, unless they're winning on the field. But I mean, I think they got some momentum in recruiting going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing some good things. I think they're building some excitement and everything. So I'm I'm kind of excited for the year. You know, it's it's a lot more fun going out and going to a UC Oklahoma game at Nippert than it is going and watching UC versus freaking Tulsa or some shit. But you know, that's <laughs> it. That goes that goes for football and basketball. It goes for both, really. You know, and you got all these big time programs coming in and programs that care about care about these sports or you know some of these AAC programs felt like it just you know you go to these places and just felt like they didn't care all that much um but no I, you know I like what I've seen from them so far um but obviously um none of that matters unless the result results on the field show um so obviously that can't happen now but we'll see I'm excited though you know I think they got I think he'll run a fun offense you know so so no, you, look like football, a, you look like a guy we could have split out a little bit, maybe throw a little jump ball too. I don't know. You ever think about playing ball? I did. You know, that's one of my biggest regrets in life. I think is not is not playing football. I would have been. I probably would have been better at it than I was at basketball. To be honest with you, um, I mean, I wasn't that good at basketball, so you know, it's not really setting the bar very high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's funny you mentioned. That's like the the whole like shift like. I feel like when when I was in high school, like I, college coaches and high school coaches started noticing, like, hey, we, these basketball kids, like, they got the frame, they got the athleticism, right? Like, absolutely. We just started trying to bring these guys over. Like, I remember our, my football coach; he was he would try to get some of the basketball guys to yeah. sneak on over in the football lifting every once in a while to try to see oh, if we could sure. put some meat on those guys. So, he tra- yeah, our coach and when I was in high school, our football coach, dude, he would come up to me like all the time. It was like once a week at one point, you know, <laughs> relentless, but yeah. I, you know, I just, I was already so far gone in it or whatever, you know, with all the AAU and different stuff that, um, you know, it just didn't, didn't work out for whatever reason, but, yeah, if I could, if I could go back and do it again, I I for sure would have would would have played. I we'll think just I call it that you played. wanted to like spare the AAC. You know, you didn't want to be unfair having you out there with us too. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the your old football coach was like, you know, Zach, you can dunk; those are cool. But how cool does a touchdown sound? <laughs> right. Didn't didn't I quite. Try, I, you know, I tried to talk to Cor to Barry. Oh yeah, about him playing. Oh man, he would have been a freaking. Mon- he was too not. Ni- he was too nice though, man. The football was, still would have looked small in his hands though. Like- dude, that he was one of the strongest dudes I've ever met in my life. Like he walked. He I'll never forget this. He walked in the first day to the weight room with Mike and everything. Never, never had worked out in his life. Never had lifted. And he walks in, he picks up like an 85 pound dumbbell and just starts curling it like it's a freaking can of soda. (laughs) Me and Mike were just like, who, who the fuck is this guy? Like, (laughs) what? It was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, I I think, I think, I think he could have been a monster at football, but he was, he was too nice. 
I love Corey, but he is too nice. I mean, we think that Odell Beckham makes nice one-handed catches. I feel like that's all Corey would do is just. Oh my God! It's it's like a football would be like a freaking little Nerf ball in his hand. Right. Like it's unbelievable. There's a picture somewhere. Mike might still have it on his on his Instagram of Corey holding a college football, and it just looks like a little kid's toy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think he, I think he, I think he measured his hand, and he would have had like a top two biggest hand in NFL, you know, draft history. Or something like that, you know. Since no, in the end. history of humankind, oh, okay. the, like, <laughs> yeah, like it, dude, like it was un- unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. I I still love the picture. Dan Horde did the outline of Corey's hand, then he put oh his yeah up to it, <laughs> and it looked like a five year old. And Dan Horde's not a small guy. No, no. And it looked like a five year old. Like the tips of his fingers right. barely came to like the Out outside palm. of the palm. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. us they want to know if you can tell us any mixed stories. <laughs> any mixed stories? No. <laughs> um, probably not. I don't know if I don't know if YouTube allows that. <laughs> might might get the might get the pod kicked off of YouTube for that. I spend that here because I feel like it's been it. flirted with for so long, these mixed stories, and I never get to hear them. I don't do I mean he would like it was funny, like he would be I mean, there was no one that was safe. I mean, I would start get, I'd be, I'd miss her. I, you know, I'd be standing there on the sidelines. I'd have to jump, jump into a, a play or whatever. And like, I'd miss a rotation or something and he'd stop the drill and then start motherfucking me. <laughs> you know, there was no one that was safe at all. <laughs> um, but no, he's, he was great. I love, I love playing for Mick, man. He's awesome. Changed. He's, he's one. I mean, he is. He's one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my life. You know, he'll still to this day. I still talk to him every once in a while, and to this day, I mean, he'll do he'll do anything for you. So, I mean, his his, his press conference quotes even still. Oh like, God, I love it. I dude, I still I send like he you know help have some of his press conferences and stuff. And I coach high school over at Cuffcat and head JV coach, and I, I'll send some of his some of his quotes and stuff to our kids you know some of his press conference stuff like i mean mm-hmm. it's it's so true man he, he shoots you he'll shoot you straight man and west west is the same way man they don't they're not just gonna they're not gonna they're not dudes they're just gonna tell you what you want to hear man they'll tell they tell you how it is good bad or indifferent going back to Corey, somebody in the chat said uh i remember that yep. video of him palming and picking up a medicine ball yeah Oh yeah, it was like one of those ten or twelve pound medicine balls or whatever they. I don't I forget what sizes they make them in, but it was one of the bit. You know, it wasn't like this tiny little one. It was one of those big ones, like it was a basketball size one, and just picked it up like unbelievable. Gosh, yeah, his Freak. little his little mini <laughs> in run. a good way. Oh yeah, in a good way. It's his little mini run against Purdue, and then a little bit mm-hmm. against Kentucky in the in the tournament. Yeah, like, yeah, and then he balled out. He balled out against. Yeah. Uh, he balled out against St. Joe's too. I think that was the what was it the year before or the year after? Yeah, yeah. Um, year, year he's back in he's he's back in town. I think he's helping out with Shining Stars AU or something. Okay. Okay. He's around a little bit. There we go. There we go. Well, I unless you've got like you know a few more mixed stories that you can throw out there. Uh, is there anything anything else that we need out of out of Tobes guys? 
We just appreciate right. having him around. I mean, it's, I know. It's, always, I, it's always fun to have the uh, the the best gif in UC history, which he wouldn't have gotten <laughs> if he had played football joining the show. So that's true. I wouldn't have gotten either if the damn ref wouldn't have called a foul on me. Who who was the guard? Our Houston. <laughs> it was it was Rob Gray. Rob Gray. It was Rob, yeah, it was Rob, yeah. Gray. Rob Gray. Yeah, it was bullshit. He got, the Jordan, he got the Jordan treatment and got a uh, got the foul call when you picked him clean. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable, man! I was, he oh, paid man, for it later that year, Tobes. Yeah, I was gonna say Karma came back to to haunt Rob Gray in the uh, AAC yeah. championship game. Yeah, the year that was the year after. Year after, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he threw the ball away, that was a legit. He threw it. He threw the ball away on that one. Yeah, right out of bounds. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Well, I guess all that's left Amazing. is you and your stupid man bun can get to stepping. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> God, unbelievable. unbelievable. I guess, Toby, you just got to let us know when those nap pods slash massage pods are installed so we can get like a little BCJ. And we'll, yeah. A little nap, little BCJ little, team nap sesh. We get a little team nap in there and see how. Yeah. See if it, see if it works at least. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I want to try them out. I want to see how great they were. <laughs> Can't wait. I love me a good nap. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing the sleep apnea numbers are high in this bunch. <laughs> not yeah, me, believe it or not. <laughs> I, you know, recently it does suck. I'll sit down and like, watch a movie or a show I'm excited about, and like, freaking 10 minutes in, I'm just like... <sighs> Oh, that's me right there. And I have to wake up every morning feeling like I get hit by a truck. It's right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, well. Well, Chad and Aaron. You, brother, as always. Yeah. Hey, great meeting you. Yeah. Love getting there. Good meeting you, too, Ryan. Hey, miss y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. Appreciate it. Two of the most legendary walk-ons in UC history right here. <laughs> yeah, we got the team up. We got the collab right now. Hell, yeah. We got to figure out when we get that uh, super secret walkthrough through the uh, the new locker room and eventually the uh, the practice facility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's anything like last time, it'll be a couple weeks before things are. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> Logging off. <laughs> appreciate you, Tobes. Love you, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you. Hey, do I get some pig or what? Yeah, you want some? Yeah. Well, you want like a back strap or something? A shoulder or something? Okay, I'll see what I can do. What'd you do? My, dad, so- my dad's finishing cutting it up. Chad, can you pull up that picture I sent you? Um. Or no? It'll take me. It'll <laughs> take me a second to get it where I need uh, to, to get it. But gotcha. uh, hold on. What'd you, so what'd you I went. Four hundred. I went. Yeah, down in Georgia this past weekend. So I was kind of, oh, yeah, right. I was actually sitting, I was sitting in a tower blind in the middle of a field in the middle of the swamp in Georgia when mm-hmm. CJ posted his, you know, his, uh, his, uh, into the portal transfer, into the end of the transfer portal announcement. Um, so it was kind of funny. Barely had any service down there. And How many did you get? I just shot one actually. Um, just the one on Saturday night. Um, she actually shot it in the, in the dark. It was at like nine 30 at night. Um, so that was kind of a neat experience. Never done yeah. anything like that. Kind of grown up hunting my whole life and stuff. So I've cool. never shot any, 
There's no limit on those down there, right? Um, not technically. They do two per day, you know, because they kind of they made a whole. I mean, this place had like eight thousand or so acres down there, um, and so they're all they're all wild and they're all you know an invasive species, but they, you know. They make money off of it and everything, so they don't want you just killing everything. So they limit you to two a day down there. But I don't know if there is an actual. I don't think there is an actual limit on them. There we got go. like just just of, their self-imposed I was, limit. I was just trying to filibuster anyway, so <laughs> mission accomplished. Oh damn, Jeez. that's a big it. Like, like I mean, two hundred pounds. It's impressive, but it's no mountain lion with your bare hands. I was going to say, you yeah, got to link, link up with uh, with Derek Wolf. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not that cool yet. My... God damn it, Brent. I got two. I got my wife wasn't very happy with me, though. We have two pet pigs. And uh, <laughs> so she was she wasn't too happy with me. But yeah. there you go. That's that's Tobes with the. Uh... I mean, I know the shoulder is probably going to be the mo- one everybody's asking for. Exactly. I, just, I, I just want something to put on the smokers. So whatever you can, whatever you can get me, I'll, okay. I'll take. I got you. I did some ribs tonight. They were delicious. So yeah, they have they had a nice set of pork ribs on that on that boar right there. But I don't, I don't know. Pork ribs aren't the greatest. But you're saying so. you don't like pork ribs. I mean, I do, but they're just not as good as beef ribs. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's because beef ribs are like four times the size of pork ribs. Exactly. <laughs> a lot more meat. A lot more meat. Right. Exactly. Tobes but. is like twice as tall as you, so of course he wants more meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, I need, fair. I need to fill, fill me up. Fill yeah, but I weigh just as much as him, so... I was trying oh, to avoid that joke. Oh. <laughs> Someone's got to check this combo. <laughs> fill, him up, fill him up with the extra meat. <laughs> Pause. Uh, oh, shit. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Love you, brother. Cool. Appreciate it. Love y'all. See you. Right, See you, man. Later. Oh. There you oh. go. Go ahead. Who wanted to hit our guests with fill him up with extra meat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't go unchecked. I learned I learned that way too much from all right. my days in the football locker room. Every goddamn thing is 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 fucking checked on. <laughs> quick paper pauses. supply, your quick paper supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries. Providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom. See? I mean, look, if yeah. you get Tobes, you get Tobes on for an hour talking about a, a, a transfer and, and one he knows as well as he does. That's uh that's almost as good as the, the 15 minutes we got from CJ today, which I thought was really, really insightful uh into who he is and kind of what makes him tick and why he's coming to Cincinnati. I, I deeply appreciate him for uh is that you know a lot of guys like you you do something like that. 
you go over the parameters early and they're like, well, I don't really want to, I don't really want to get into this. I don't really want to get into that. But uh, CJ was like, nah, man, fire away. We'll, uh, we'll talk about whatever we talk about. And it was, uh, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. CJ seemed like he's uh, not only bringing in a good player, but good character guy. Seemed like he, you know, obviously has some sort of a, uh, you know, past and, interviewing and knowing how to how to talk to the media and stuff which 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 only bodes well for for what you're going to have as as a pretty integral part to the team um yeah not only this year but potentially two years if uh if uh things go that way so chad what was your main takeaway after the interview with with cj that that kind of maybe you didn't know going in before or that he kind of explained further that you were like, wow, this is a, this is a pretty cool thing. I mean, I knew most of that, which is like, I had kind of gotten the backstory of how everything had been playing out behind the scenes uh, as it was happening. So nothing really surprised me, but uh, just more than anything, just how well put together he was. Not a surprise for a kid, the kid that's been, you know, he's from a great family. He's been in college basketball for a long time now. Um, nothing really shocked me from that part, but just, I think it gives you a good look at the type of person that's being added to the locker room. And I think, you know, I think that's going to be a big, big plus, uh, for this roster going forward. I, I think he's going to be a great addition. Uh, also, sorry, I know it's getting loud in the other room. I know. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Seamus Lukosius finished up his, uh, visit over the weekend as well. I'm um, sure that's I, – I, I don't have any personal update on that, but hopefully uh, things continue to trend a, a certain direction there. I mean, I, I was told early this week, um, which could, you know, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I think the, the, the interesting question is going to be how ready is he Is he to fight for a spot if he, if he does come here? I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at a roster now with 12 guys. Um is he a guy that thinks I'm going to come in here and, and be a starter on this roster? Or is he a guy that looks at the roster and says, where, where do my minutes come from? Right. And I think that'll tell you like what he's looking for out of this, you know, the, this move for him. Uh, if he's looking to play on the roster with a lot of really good players I, and, and come in and compete for that spot and potentially win it. I think, you know, you, you like what you see from him. Uh, if he's maybe thinking a place like BYU is going to afford him a quicker path to playing time, he'll take that route. And, and I don't think there's a wrong or right answer in there. That's not, you know, that's just a, when you're talking about transfer portal, everybody's got a different view, a different perspective on what they want out of it. Um, we're going to find out from him, like, you know, is he is he looking to come in and, and grind this thing out or maybe looking for a path of less resistance in terms of you know guys potentially ahead of him on the roster? I can see where it would be a little a little interesting, right? Like you're looking at they, they just got CJ who's a wing, you got Dan Skillings who's a wing, Josh Reed is in the fold, Joe Newman is in the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see a guy looking at that roster and going, well, where exactly do I fit here? And, and what's it going to look like for me coming in? Because I'm a guy that has started for two years. 
you know, and played a lot of minutes. So uh, I think he would be a top of the roster guy, but it's how does he see himself? And I was talking to somebody about it today and they said, look, like in the big 12, every team's got eight starter level players, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you better come in with eight starter level players. And, you know, if, if that's not what you're looking for, it's not what you're looking for. So we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting to see like what he prioritizes uh, as he makes his decision. Yeah, I think what Oklahoma State was the other team he took a visit to. So um, Oklahoma State. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see as you know the final three: BYU, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna see Lukosius one way or another, um, whether it be on your team or or on another team in the Big Twelve. So that'll be something to track. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. So you're you're certainly gonna be seeing. <laughs> Do we have other targets we're talking to if they miss on Seamus? Yes. Did they have other targets they were talking to or targeting if they missed on Estrada? Well, one of them committed to that. There's always, always irons in the fire. It's just a matter of how they play out. There you go. There you go. Ryan, what are your thoughts on on CJ breaking down? A little bit more, uh, kind of look, look with dude coming back yeah. home again and, and all I that. I think that's key. Um, I know that's with football, we really looked at getting local guys to come because I think it means a lot to have guys not only just from Ohio but from the area. Because what I've come to know, uh, playing football here was that Cincinnati's different from the whole state, it's a different attitude, it's a different sense of pride, and just bringing a guy that kind of has a chip on his shoulder back to somewhere where um, where he has a lot of pride to be at, I think it's a that's a really good parlay for success. I uh, I'm excited. Like I, I talked about earlier, I think it's a good sign of the status of the program and what Wes and them are doing and how they really do have good momentum and they're getting guys that have been in top programs to buy into that. So I think it's a huge sign for the great things on the horizon. Now we just got to go win some games. And I think CJ is going to help us with that. Just got to knock on wood, stays healthy. I think we're going to get a ton of production from them. So I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times we've, we've talked about it, uh, Chad, you and I have a couple times, uh, just, just how, you know, if, if you don't get the recruit the first time around in today's day and age, don't, don't burn that bridge, keep that bridge. And, you know, if that player does end up, having his name entered the transfer portal, then you still have that familiarity and that previous connection and you're able to kind of just rekindle that right away. So Ryan, I think we saw that a lot on the, uh, on the football side of things, as you were mentioning. And so it, it's interesting to see it come to fruition on the basketball side this time, especially with a, a staff that took over, you know, two years ago and right. being able to build that connection that quickly and then all of a sudden, right right as he enters the portal, it was kind of a, a foregone conclusion after one meeting with, with Wes and, and Co. that uh, things are going to go well. So it's pretty awesome. Um, as far as past that, I know Wes, I, I, I think after you know the meeting with CJ, it was, was instantly at the uh, AU event this this past weekend, was, was checking out Flory Badunga from what I was able to see on uh, on Twitter and whatnot. So the uh, the man West was was staying busy 
all weekend to the staff as well for that that part. So World Wide West. Yeah, sure. Part two, I guess. <laughs> Part two. Um, anything else on the on the basketball or recruiting front? I know. Uh, I think it's kind of there wasn't much else that really cropped up over the weekend or over the past week on that side, other than than CJ Frederick and the uh, Lukosius visit. Flory had a day. Okay, break it down for me, Aaron. Well, I just know he had he had, he had a weekend. Um, That's what he does. There's sorry, nobody that can stop him. I was cleaning my glasses. Um, Did you fog up on them? No, they're just, they had, I, I think they have Brennick's fingerprints all over them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he just, he puts up points, he puts up rebounds, he puts up blocks. Like he's just a stat machine. And uh, I don't even know what tournament it was because AAU circuit hasn't actually started up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was the first open again for coaches. So. Okay. He was at the Adidas event in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which I did not know is apparently right across the state line from Wichita. I was unaware that Wichita and, and Council Bluffs were uh, sister cities. So, yeah, but he was impressive. He always is. Always. Hey, hey, one thing for me that I thought was pretty cool when just kind of reading up and watching highlights is that it looked like he was making kind of an, an effort to try and shoot a little bit. I, you know, I extended his little mid range stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, cause I mean, from what you see in the high school tape is just a lot of just dunks and just dominating inferior opponents. So, well, he's not playing six, four white kids from a cornfield. In the middle right. Of nowhere right. in Indiana. Like he's playing high level AAU guys. He's going to have to expand his game some. Yep. Yep. So, Seeing that and just uh, the the other nuances that you know is is intriguing not only to the college level but to the NBA level as well, just kind of bodes well for uh, for his development. And I mean, if he if he can knock down a consistent mid range jumper, I, I just oh. it's kind of kind of scary. To oh, think God. <laughs> oh God! Oh <laughs> God! In, in if two he games, you to guard him at fifteen to seventeen feet. Oh goodness. Sure. In two games, he averaged 20 points per game, five rebounds per game, and six and a half blocks. In the I mean, he is a shot-blocking machine. A machine. Absolute machine. Chad, were there any other names that you know of at this early point? I haven't had juncture? really a chance to, yeah. to dive into a lot of that stuff. There was a lot of right. CJ stuff going on today when I normally would have Check been making some AAU calls, and I I didn't I didn't keep up with anything Saturday and Sunday. It's been it's been a whirlwind oh. over the past three days. But uh, I'll get on it. Like we'll we'll get some stuff up on the board on some new names that popped off and and some of that stuff as we get into uh, oh, Wichita. It's Omaha. Sorry, Brian. I know you live out in that that area. I, I meant Omaha. Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Omaha, Nebraska are right across from each other. That's what Chad, Chad, right. you 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 were just trying to do the Peyton Manning Omaha. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Wichita, Wichita, Wichita. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right, let's. Uh... Oh no, I wasn't. I was just looking. There, you look up Flory on Twitter, and it takes you down a whole rabbit hole of all of his highlights. And my goodness. I was just shaking my head because he's uber talented. And every time I watch, it's just 
the the windmill dunk he had this weekend and some of the post stuff where he was just flicking it. You know, just I don't know. The kid's good. Kid is kid is quite solid. There's no doubt about I, that. I, I agree. I concur. Like I said, I, I watched him for for about 90 seconds last spring and tweeted out that I was watching a lottery pick that nobody knows about. And now he's the number. And, and it's just so – my point not being that I'm good at evaluating talent. My point being it's just so obvious when you watch him play that he is significantly better than anybody else that's on the court with him. Like, he's just a freak. And he's showing it yet again, over and yep. over again. Um, he will spring and summer. He will. Well, uh, timestamp this and, and roll into football. I know we got some quick NFL draft talk, and then as well as uh, little little recruiting tidbits. Quick Paper Supply provides mostly disposable restaurant supplies, products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags. Can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. I'll be oh. back briefly. Okay. Ryan, NFL draft this weekend. There has been quite a lot of talks around what players might be picked, what players might not be picked for Cincinnati, this, that, and the other. I'm going to set the uh, – we're going to do a quick over or under segment real fast. Uh, and because Aaron and Chad are, are away, I need to hear over or under five and a half Bearcats getting their name called by the end of the draft on Saturday. I'm going to go with under. I'm going with five. Okay. That's my guess. Five on the dot. Care to care to throw out the names you think? I think we're gonna get Wiley, Lenny, Arquan. There's three. Um, Trey Tucker, Tyler Scott, Ivan. There's six. Oh fuck! I forgot about Ivan. I'm gonna replace Ivan with Arquan. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stick on my five. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Aaron, are you going over under that five and a half? I'm going to go five as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say that it's not because I, I don't think Lenny is draftable. It's simply because tight end is so deep this year compared to recent years. Um, I, I just don't know that anybody, when we, it gets that low, that anybody's going to spend a pick for a Lenny Taylor when there have been so many other tight ends taken already in the draft. Um, so I'm going to say train Tyler, Josh Wiley, um, Arquan and Ivan. Arquan sneaking in. I like it. Um, being, being an optimist, give me the over. Damn. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope to hear 10 names called. Let's get a, let's get a <laughs> Van Fossen as uh Mr. Irrelevant and, and let him have a oh, yeah. blossoming career. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see because it, it does seem like last season there were kind of the known players uh, going into the draft that, that are going to have the size, have the, the attributes you want to be drafted to the next level. And then this year it's like, you know, I really like this guy, but he's a little short. I really like 
this guy, but he's not quite as fast as we want him to be. You know, we really like this guy, but the production wasn't quite there in, you know, in the college ranks. Is, is, is this something that you guys have, have kind of seen as well, you know, with, with this draft class at least? Well, I mean, Ivan, I think was probably example number one where they love his production and the size isn't quite where you want a linebacker to be. Um, But that said, the guy gets it done. I mean, it doesn't matter who he's lining up against. Um, He finds a way to penetrate past the defensive line or offensive line and and get to the quarterback, find the ball. Um, Good luck if you get past the defensive line because there's Ivan Pace waiting in one of the gaps. So I don't know. I mean, he just – it seemed like even when they were finding – like game planning around Ivan Pace. He was still finding ways to get to the ball and be a disruption. So I don't know that you can, can't necessarily quantify that. Um, that's not something that you can put on your, as you're putting down your measurables and things that you look for. Uh, I think that whoever gets him is going to get a steal. And I think that he's going to continue to do what he does. And that's just put up numbers that nobody can explain because it doesn't make sense with the prototypical linebacker. A damn pure football player. Titans, Eagles, Bengals are uh, some some teams. I think that I've talked to Ivan that I, at least I saw just rummaging through. I know Wiley went in for a top thirty visit with the Packers a couple weeks ago. Um, I think the uh, the list just continues to to develop and see who can uh, make make their last cause and and see if they can hear their name called at some point this weekend. I I, I really do hope Arquan does get his name. Uh, mentioned. I think we were we were talking about this at the uh, the village uh, bar, on, village tavern, uh, village tavern on on Saturday. Um, you know, just a great guy. You know, had had some injury issues early in his career, kind of hobbled his uh, the you know beginning, but was able to kind of you know, learn under the tutelage of of Sauce and Kobe, and then all of a sudden had a, had his chance to kind of shine at, at, at numerous times. So it would be awesome here. Arquan's name mentioned, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Another slew of former Bearcats heading into the NFL. Uh, it starts obviously Thursday, round one, and then uh, all the way through Saturday. So that could could be a lot of fun through the draft, and and something that we'll continuously mo- you know monitor and and mention on BCJ. So that'll be fun. Um, that's that's past Bearcats. Let's let's talk future Bearcats. Uh, Bunch of commitments um, happened last week. Aaron, I know you you and Chad kind of broke down some of them, but I mean, Tuesday was Quay Birdsong. Wednesday, Simeon Coleman. Also, Wednesday, Kale Woodburn. Friday, first team on name, Zaravion Gravy Johnson and uh, the Auburn transfer, Tarvarish Dawson. So, I, you know, we're talking a bunch of commitments through um you know the football football team and whatnot uh any anything just just broad thoughts from you guys just in regards to the amount of new players coming in and kind of just the uh the overall level of talent that they've been adding as well um go ahead Ryan. i'm 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 excited about the the Auburn uh, transfer. I know we need depth now and like immediate help in the wide receiver room. So uh, I'm I'm hyped about that. I'm hyped about the corner because uh, he's got that that long body frame that you're seeing a lot of a lot of like it's like the new NFL 
frame. You saw Sauce really embody that really well. And not not saying this guy's going to be a Sauce, but he's got the Sauce frame. And you know, just seeing that that really piques my interest. But those are those are the really the only two that I really noticed, so to say. So I mean, granted, I could spend some more time looking into it, but those guys really kind of stuck out to me. I mean, six six tight end. It doesn't do anything for you. Built in the the Josh Wiley frame there. Yeah, that's good actually. You're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you also have to be excited though about uh, guys like Kale Woodburn and Dakari Anderson as their Blazers. Um, they just can flat out run both of them, and they're again when you when you're short in your wide receiver room, and both these guys are slot guys. Whereas um, before the Auburn. Uh, transfer. We only had two slot guys in that room. Um, the, the 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 what's Tavarish? Is that it? Right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he becomes the third slot guy in the in the wide receiver room, and now you add two more there. Um, so yeah, I mean the it's coming together. Um, you already have the highest by leaps and bounds um, recruit in. You said it's Quay. Is it pronounced Quay or Qua? In Q U A, what do we think? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm gonna go qua for fun. I, I think that that's way more fun to say than than quay. Um, uh, it it sounds like a, a, a the song of a bird, right? Qua. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. um, but but yeah, I mean, the the they're, the staff's putting together a a, a good class already. Um, it, it's fun to see us right next to, uh, Wis- at least when last I'd seen, um, we were right next to uh, Wisconsin as far as the rankings went, um, which, like I brought up on the nightcap, maybe the grass isn't so green up there in the uh, the Big Ten, just saying. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I do want to touch on, on uh, the uh, transfer from Auburn that, Ryan, you were mentioning a little bit. I like Dawson out of out of high school. I had you know Arkansas for Florida State, Illinois, Iowa State, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, Maryland, Miami, Florida, Mississippi State, NC State. I mean Texas A and M, South Carolina. We're talking like a heavy amount of offers. You know was was. Uh, uh, one of the top players in, in the state of Florida and you watch his tape and you see a lot of what we mentioned, you know, with, with Kale and, and uh, Dakari, it, it just the, the ability to run away from the defense and have that second level speed and a bit of a track star, if you will. And, and Aaron, I know you and Chad were mentioning about it on the nightcap, but, but Ryan, what does it mean to like lose you know, obviously Trey and, and Tyler, but then all of a sudden go out there and, and add someone who hasn't quite produced yet in the in the college ranks, you know, that, whether it be the situation in Auburn or whatnot, but being able to kind of re- replace him with, with the high-level speed that he's going to bring. Speed kills, man. It's it's one of the best ways to get on the field. If, if you can move, coaches can teach you how to run routes. They could teach you how to get open and utilize your gift. Cause it's what it is. It's a gift. And, you know, you can train as much as you want, but you're barely going to make a dent. It's just, he's got that naturally uh, born athleticism to be able to run. And that's like crucial for the slot position. You see what Trey's done with it. Um, it's crucial, crucial, crucial for our 
team next year to have someone who can who can fill that speed role. Um, mm-hmm. and when you got that many offers, man, that means that means you, you're athletic. That means you, you know you could play. And you know sometimes things just don't work out. And with Auburn, you know it's kind of they got a new coaching staff a couple years ago, and sometimes guys can get lost in that process and being able to like go find him and someone that has that kind of talent. Um, I think it's big. I think he's going to, I think he's going to make a big difference. I think him and uh, him and uh, Barry are going to push each other. And I think that's going to be great for the receiver room. Oh yeah. It'd be awesome. Um, one last thing to touch on before we move on to the mailbag, obviously some names did enter the portal since the last podcast. Uh, the the headliner of that being uh, Ben Bryant. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to look into there. Um, Chad and Aaron, I think you guys already touched on that a little bit. Ryan, obviously, you have a, a very close connection with Ben. Um, it just kind of just from what you can disclose or, or, or your thoughts on just seeing Ben's name enter the portal. Um, I was shocked because he hadn't mentioned anything of it before. I think it was kind of something that, uh, kind of crept up on him and like he gave some thought to kind of just trying to be have his options open um I know he doesn't want to leave Cincinnati he loves it he wants to be the quarterback and Chad tweeted that out and Chad's 100% right that is the truth I can confirm it with every bit of knowledge that I have um that's the truth and I think you know Ben wants to play in the NFL and you're not going to play in the NFL being a backup quarterback mm-hmm. and I was talking about it last week, kind of how the, the portal and the landscape of college football and NIL has kind of opened up a lot of opportunities for kids to be, you know, I use the word selfish, but not in a negative way, but being able to like prioritize like themselves and their future. And I don't think Ben is being a bad teammate by opening himself up to opportunities in the portal, because if, you know, they, he's smart. I mean, they, they got Emory here. They paid him a good amount of money to be here and, it's going to, you know, they're probably going to want to, like, if it's even, like, they might go with Emory just because, you know, that's kind of like why they went out and got him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that not, that might not be right. He might not he might not be the best quarterback. It's just, you know, you got to be, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, especially nowadays with college football where it kind of lets you have a lot of baskets open for options. So yeah. I know Ben – I know Ben's going to keep battling. He's going to fight to be the starting quarterback and – um I have every faith in the world that he's going to be a loyal and good teammate. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I wish him the best, whichever it is. Of course, Jaheim, we already touched on him. Uh, Marion Smith, uh, a couple other other names that, Aaron, I think you guys kind of highlighted in uh, in one of the nightcaps as well. So, yep. you know, you look just over there at, uh, at beautiful Boulder, Colorado, and just see how – Max exoduses are common. Cincinnati is not going through, uh, not common, but they are possible. Cincinnati is not going through that by any means. But uh, people glad you corrected portal that. after spring. What? I'm glad you corrected that. I wouldn't say common either. No, no. But. Oh no. But uh, but there is. Uh, you do see some. You know, some teams have a fair amount of guys into the portal. Not as much as Colorado. There's no doubt about that. But you know, Cincinnati already. Extended some offers to some of the Colorado names that were out there. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the whole portal thing, it's it's just something that's here. It's going to be here, and it's going to be an opportunity for players to go out and, and, you know, 
find opportunities that they fit and the ones that they think most suit them. And it might not be, you know, the place where they are, or it might be they go test the waters and then give a call back and say, hey, I'd like to come back if that's still a possibility. And and so um, we'll see. It's ever-changing, man, ever-changing. Anything else out of, out of you two? I think we've got – I was just going to say, like, it's – you know, this is, this is a process that happens a lot with new staffs. You know, they have their guys, they have their visions, and sometimes – um, they might not always align with some of the players that are that are still on the team from old regimes. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the sky's falling. It just means right. that, you know, sometimes, especially now, I think it might be encouraged more than it was before because you have the tr- portal, you have the NIL, where it gives guys a way better opportunity um, to leave and go find better things for them if it's not going to work out um, to what's going on um, at Cincy with what the new staff thinks. So. It's kind of like, hey, this is where you stand, um, you know, and this is what we think. If if A, B, C doesn't happen, you know, you're probably not – you might not having a good chance of playing and getting what you want out of this. So we're not going to look down on you, but if you want to go in the portal, it might be what's best for you and the team. It's kind of like conversations like that. And Yeah. But, but yeah, this sky isn't falling. It's normal. Fickle and them did it to the Tupperville's guys. It's yep. just kind of how it is. I agree. I agree. Uh, Cass Simmons already tweeted out the eyeballs and, you know, earlier this afternoon. So it's uh, that the, the staff and the recruiting staff always rock and always rolling. So um, I'm sure that more news will continue to file in throughout the week and uh, stay locked into BCJ and, and everything to get all that up to date stuff. Aaron, you got anything else on uh Football, football recruiting, anything of that sort? Nope, but I have I do have the quick paper supply timestamp ready to go. Oh. Uh, quick paper supply for your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Call Nick at 513-470-2029. Reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Again, that's quick paper supply taking care of the timestamp before we get into the ever popular mailbag. Mailbag's a little full, finally. It's been a while. Okay. Um, so go. glad we, we we're only at one one and a half hours at this point as we get into the uh the, the mailbag here. We um, did meet the uh the yo Adrian this weekend, so we did. This would be where that part would come in potentially in the future. So Continuously teasing here at the, at the on the BBP, but Aaron, I, I guess BBP mail bag it up if, if Chad hears it and has a good answer. I'm sure he'll chime in. So, um, starting off with the football portion of the mailbag, I realized the roster is still greatly in flux, but what is a realistic goal for next season? Bowl eligibility, eight to nine wins. Ryan, you are the only one of us who have played on the UC football team. We'll start off with your opinion here. Expectations, fighting for a bowl game. Um, if we can get over six wins, I think it'll be above expectations, sadly. <laughs> Pains me to say it. Going to see us in like the mayonnaise bowl, like the uh, whatever the Duke mayonnaise bowl or, or something <laughs> like that or – I don't know how I don't know what all the the alignments are, but it'd, it'd be something like similar, kind of like how we played Virginia Tech in the Military Bowl when they were six and six. 
Um, well, I'd like to think that the Big 12 is a little bit better offers for bowl games than the Yeah. I don't I just don't know exactly what which ones those would be, but they wouldn't be the cream right. of the crop. No peach bowl or playoff, so that's for sure. Aaron, Brent, what, what you got? Oh, uh, you first? Me? Either way. Okay. Oh man. Um well, I'm going to continue to be the optimist and think that they continue to add more pieces. I mean, you break down the roster. It, it, I mean, the schedule. Uh, EKU, Miami, Ohio at home. Uh, those are going to be wins. That game at Pitt is going to tell us a lot. Uh, week two at Pitt. If you win that game, then then you know the the, the vibes will be a lot higher, and the uh, momentum heading into the Big Twelve will be something. You know, then you got. First Big 12 game at home against Oklahoma, at BYU, home versus Iowa State and Baylor, at Oklahoma State, home versus UCF, at Houston, at West Virginia, and at home versus Kansas. It, you know, it's it's arguably an, an easier, you know, one of the easiest, easier schedules out of the Big 12 teams. Um, you play all new, all the new teams coming into the Big 12 uh, for the first time this season. I know someone mentioned in the in the chat that, we were picked to finish last in some some poll or something that uh, came out, but um, you know what? Give me six to seven wins, and then a bowl game, and then we 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 beat a North Texas or something in the bowl game to get up to uh, to eight wins. I guess here here's what, here's what we we know about the team is this is not the same team from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't know about this team is what Emory Jones looks like with this this offense, this team. Um, we don't know that all the pieces that are going to be starters for this team next year are even here yet. Um, we'll see what this staff is able to do with the transfer portal um, as they obviously still want to add some pieces in. Um, so while it's way too early to tell what this team's going to be able to do as things currently stand. I'm with Ryan. I think uh, being realistic that I'm hopeful that they find a bowl game to play in. Um, but that's without knowing the hell we have. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, once, once, it, yeah, like you said, people come in, take mm-hmm. a look at the roster again, kind of see mm-hmm. how things are at, at higher ground the first couple of days, then, then you can make a more accurate Correct. statement. Yeah. Um, where where things currently stand, if this was a team that we had going into the season, then yeah, I, I think I'd be very impressed if we figured out a way to get into a bowl game. Um, but I I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what this team's going to look like in you know three months from now as they're getting ready to check into Camp Ground. So um, we'll see. You know, looking over it again, give me the eight to nine wins. Give it to me. Of course, I'm fine with it. Give it to me. Moving on. Uh, as of right now, what happens more next year? Losses at home or wins on the road? <laughs> wins on the road. I, 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 I just, I'm not going to, this team's not going to lose a bunch in Nippert Stadium until I see it. Right. I mean, road games are Pitt, BYU, OK State. Uh, Houston and West Virginia, so not really the hardest road road slate, but still, it, it's going to be tough for the team to, to really pile on the losses at Nipper, like Chad's saying. So I agree with Chad there. Well, tally me up another one on that 
So uh, that makes three of us. Ryan, what you got? I'll, uh, I'll join the crew. <laughs> All right. Join the ranks. We're, we're not here to watch Cincinnati lose at home. Uh, another one from UC Mark. How close do you all think you could stand near the jugs machine with it on its fastest speed and catch a pass? I think this is the most likely thing the program would let you do. 15 yards. <laughs> I have no idea. On I, its highest, really on the going. highest speed. Yeah, I, I, my hands are pretty good. I'm, I'm like not, I'm not fast anymore, but my hands are pretty good. I'm not trying to catch a 50 mile an hour pass of a football from 15 yards away. I just don't want to do it. I'm not trying to do it either. But the question is, <laughs> I don't want to how, find out how fast I, don't want to find I out. catch a pass. I don't want to find out what a football to the face feels like. So I'm I don't go, either. But I think I, I could do 15 yards. I'm going to go a nice 35 yards away, and I'm just going to leave it there. If I can do That's it like once, a punt. That's look, if I, if I can do it once from 35, I'm good. I'm going to walk off the field with my head held high and not bruised. <laughs> That's no one's going to Jabril Peppers it, man hands challenge. Just just right no. there? No. Sever sever your fingers off? Shit, How far do you have to be, Royer? I don't know. I don't think I've ever did a – I never did the jugs when I was at Fox when I was in Cincy. That's for sure. Whereas like 10 reason. yards away, I'm catching it with my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it right in the, the face mask, right in the hole. Just catch my The head. jugs machine feels better than a fan ever did. I got this. <laughs> there you go. Nobody went to the hospital from the jugs machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could. If you put your temple right up against that thing, it might kill you. You're dead. You could I try it out, though. No. <laughs> Brent, what you got? So what? You think they're about five yards away, what they were doing after practice, right? The uh, Michael Youngs of the when, world. When, when they're the like 10 yards, then, or, 8 to 10 yards. Right? right, 8 to 10, roughly around there. I see Chaz 15 yards. I'll, I'll go 14. How about that? Okay. <laughs> just, he just prices right, right at you. Yeah. One dollar. One dollar. All right. Uh, this mailbag looks light for the offseason, so let's get off topic. They've, they've all been light this offseason. Booches. Uh, if you guys were to coach one position group, what would it be? No linebackers or special teams for Royer. Um, Running back seems like the easiest, didn't it? Yeah, I guess. Um I'd say either running back or safety. I don't know, man. Like safety was like the the most steady position of your defense through the whole fickle era, right? Yeah. Wig, Depot, Cook, like Yeah. Those are dudes. They just are. lost your boy, just lost your boy Dingle out of that room. The retirement. Early retirement. R.I.P. the boy. Well, he's not dead. Thankfully, <laughs> I know. I know. Dingle neck injuries. I got. Not that it's like funny, but just Dingle with the neck brace walking around Jefferson is some of the funniest shit I've seen in a while. <laughs> He'll like wear his hoodie, and I'll try to cover it up with his hood, and it's just so fucking funny, dude. I. <laughs> 
And now that he's retired, he'll still like be drinking beer and just with the neck brace hood up, just looking like a clown. <laughs> One of the comments, uh, Natalie says, running back coaches can just show YouTube videos and get by, right? No comment. <laughs> What's this one? Is this what I was I a witness to this? Uh, there's a rumor that the previous running back coach used to have the guys watch YouTube videos. Oh, really? I'd have to ask the boy Cope. <laughs> he ain't going to tell you. Or he's not going to let you be on the record with him telling you. <laughs> Let's go. I, I think I'd want to be uh, the the star position group because there's only two people in the room, and one of them is Deshaun Pace, and he's going to be very good as a star. And uh, Taj Ward also going to be very good. So I don't I don't think you can really mess that one up, at least not this year. <laughs> That's fair. I won't argue too much with that one. Fair. Um, I'll hang out with the quarterbacks. I'll be quarterback. <laughs> what are you going to teach a quarterback? Hey man, how to how to succeed on and off the field, brother? <laughs> that is not what I asked, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's hoping Ben doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> he can just throw Emery and or Ben out there, and he'll just be fine. Just yeah. just just learn learn it learn it, guys. Throw a ball, throw a ball, throw the ball. Learn from the upperclassmen. Just learn it. Go out there. Oh yeah. Christ. But probably D-line. There you go. All right. Um, that is the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion. Are we still going after Santo, Cyril, or did we shift focus to Flory? I don't know that there was a shift. I think uh, – I don't know. I, I, I don't know that they're – are they done with Santo? Uh, that one doesn't seem to be trending in the Bearcats' direction. I mean, that doesn't mean necessarily they won't try to circle back around and make another push, but um, I I get the sense right now Providence is trending pretty hard for Santo. So, With we'll their see. new coaching staff. They hired somebody pretty connected to him, from my understanding. So Weird. It's a pretty good plan. Yeah, if you can do that and get your guy. <laughs> uh, any insight as to the current planning or thinking for an in-season MTE this year? What would y'all like to see? Uh, I can't really comment on that currently. Uh, if I had to guess, it'll be something on campus. I can just say that. And we'll leave yeah. it there. Isn't huh. that something that they're allowed, allowing teams to do now? I mean, you've always been able to make out one on campus. Was it a was it like a feeder thing, or was it like you know where it's like the on campus games before you head out, or was it kind of no? Just a... Like you can have your MTE on campus. Okay. Okay. I think there was a team they really wanted to maybe uh, have kind of headline a an MTE on campus, and then uh, that team's not really an option anymore. I don't think. For complicated reasons. <laughs> <laughs> with, 
All right. Uh, with the announcement of Ohio State and West Virginia playing at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland this season, would West be interested in doing something similar to continue building the fan base? Probably not until they get situated and comfortable in the Big 12 and see what everything looks like. I mean, now, you know, they're talking about they're going to have Big 12 teams play other Big 12 teams that they don't play twice in a, like a neutral site event in November to start the season. Um, kind of a Big 12, Big 12 challenge which I think is hilarious and it doesn't count to your conference record. Like oh, is out there saying, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, you're going to have the teams you play twice and yeah. then of the couple teams you play once, they're going to have like a two day event somewhere where the, the teams that only play once will play each other in like a one-off neutral site type deal. I, you know, so it's literally going to be the Big Twelve, Big Twelve challenge. I, I mean, the way that that was worded at first, I was like, are, are these like exhibition games? Like, like I was. I also thought they were exhibition games. Yeah, no, I was it's like, it's going to be a regular. It's going to be a, a non-conference tournament of sorts. No, it's not going to be a tournament. It's going to be like everybody plays one game. So it's going to be like you're playing. A, it's going to be a Big Twelve, Big Twelve challenge at a neutral site, essentially. Okay. It it is neutral because I would I was gonna be pissed if that was the uh, the trip to Fog Allen Fieldhouse was was a the, the a season conference. <laughs> no, I think it's yeah. gonna be neutral. Okay, okay, yeah that that is interesting. And, and as far as the uh, the the other event on the previous question, my answer to that will always be the Maui Invitational because that is awesome. And I think as long as as the team keeps rolling, then. Uh, that hey, one yeah, one day you head back to the every like eight years. Right, exactly. I, I feel like they if they're gonna do this Big Twelve challenge where they have it at a neutral site, just move the neutral site every year so you're building fans around the country. Right? Yeah, but like, you've got your mark wants to establish the Big Twelve in New York City. Gosh, like that is something that is very high. Remember. Like he helped boys. build the Brooklyn Nets, like when the Nets moved to Brooklyn. So, you know, they're doing the Rucker Park thing this summer. Like, they're, he's going to focus on getting the Big so 12 what, into New York City. Are you going to have it at Madison Square Garden then? Or, or Barclays. Or, or Barclays, yeah. Uh, Barclays court is gross, that gray. It, can you imagine if he, if he was, like, pulls back the curtain, he's like, and guys, these these preseason tournaments, neutral site is Rucker Park. <laughs> oh, it'd be awesome. That would be wild. I love it. <laughs> Just none, of, none of that makes any sense for to make the entire your entire fan base travel to New York to go watch. That's stupid. I don't like it. Anyway. Well, nobody cares what you think. Okay, cool. Well, it's podcast. <laughs> your and care what you think, Aaron. <laughs> as long as Shaq Diesel is performing, I'll be there. Has there been any thought into adding a GM position to the basketball team like Coach Sat did with football to help navigate roster construction with NIL or with basketball being a smaller roster? Is that something a basketball coach wouldn't want to delegate? So they already have kind of an abnormally large support staff that guys like Jake Thielen, Chris Lepore, and, and Drew Adams – kind of navigate through that role already. Um, 
It's not really like one person specifically, but those tasks are all handled uh, by, you know, and Matt Miller does a, a ton of stuff for Wes as well. Um, so they kind of have one, but it's, it's a little bit by committee. Just, I mean, ultimately you have what amounts to like three bench coaches on your, on your support staff. So those three guys handle a lot of different things. There's just not one that's kind of labeled general manager, so to speak. So they're, they're spending a lot of money on support staff and that stuff is uh, handled that way. I, I'm, I'm trying to think how many teams have gone the GM route in basketball and- Everybody's gonna have one eventually. Right. I mean, I'm thinking, well, like Duke is, I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like it's a relatively new thing. And like you said, it's going to eventually evolve into one of the titles going to GM instead of everything other. So. All right. 10 points per game over under for Dan Skilling's next season. What are you taking? As the roster stands now. Well, that would be the only way to evaluate it, yes. Over. It would need to be over if this team was going to be be doing well. Make, making any noise in the Big 12? Yeah. And, and, I mean, who's saying he can't make that sort of jump, you know? Ryan, what you got? I'm going to say he's going to hover around eight. Eight would be my guess. So just I think, slightly I think I, I'm kind of with you. I think first half of the season, as he's getting his legs under him, I think he will be a little under that 10 mark more often than not to where he's averaging under. But the second half of the season, Dan Skillings comes a little bit alive, even against the Big 12. And I think he figures it out. And I think he starts to get some of those 12, 13, 15 point where he doesn't he doesn't quite get to 10, but I, but I think he'll – be much better in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, not not to nitpick, but the last eight games of the season, he was averaging 7.6 points per game. So uh, it was trending up. There's no doubt about that. But, um, yeah, definitely would be something where you need, a, you, you need a leap from Dan next year, no matter what it is. And I want to see Dan play a little bit at the four as well. Um, not going to happen. I what? want to see it. That's all I'm saying is uh, spacing everything. He, I think it's something that could happen later in his career. He doesn't have – he would get brutalized guarding force in the Big 12 physically. Yeah. I, I Is he going to add 30 pounds this offseason? No, but I think he could be a, a mismatch the other way then. If, if yeah, offense. but they're just going to single him out and say – like the I floor – or just step 12, in front of him. The four, yeah, the four has been like the, the well, that's three the four combo forward. I know, but I just I don't think at this point he's ready to play the four. Okay. Yeah. I, right. Maybe as a junior, like I don't disagree with your premise that yeah. he could be a real mismatch at the four as he physically develops. I don't. I don't think he gets there this year. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm wrong, but I I just physically he needs he needs to to 
get some uh some some lower body some core you know strength to be able to do something like that in this league over under 10 chad i'll go nine point something because i think what we're seeing with this roster construction to this point is balance and that means one night dan's gonna have 17 uh and then you know three days later he might have seven because cj was hot and had 25 and you know like i I just think there's gonna hey look you go look at cj's numbers from iowa against some really good teams if he's healthy the way he shoots the ball he can he can do what landers did where he just you know all of a sudden you've got five threes in a game you're already at 15 points like Next thing you know, you're at, at 22, 23, whatever. Um, I think there's going to be enough balance that you'll see some fluctuation where there's some nights that he's getting the ball a lot and and putting the ball in the basket. And then there's going to be other nights where maybe the ball's, you know, popping somewhere else. I mean, that's the one thing I really like what we're seeing so far with this roster construction is I think this is a team as it is as looking – where the ball is going to pop and it's not going to be nearly as much, you know, play in isolation. And we're not going to see as much of the ball stopping uh, as we saw a season ago. So um, I would say just under 9.4, nine, you know, somewhere, somewhere in that range, uh, not quite to 10 yet, but close. Does landing Frederick change the calculus for the final spot? Pairing Estrada with Simus made a lot of sense. Does it still make sense with Frederick in the fold? Yeah, um, I, because you're you're just increasing your skill on offense. You're increasing your shot making because he's a high thirties percent three point shooter on volume, and you're putting in the mix a guy that can really pass uh, and and move and play without the ball. Um, look. The way modern basketball looks, the more guys you have that can shoot, pass, and play without the ball, the better your team is going to be because those are all things that move the defense, that create space, that create rhythm, uh, and and make your team better uh, as a whole offensively. So, yeah, I mean, would it? do I still worry if you have Simus – like, is there an alpha? Yeah, I worry about that a little bit. I worry about where's the ball going with, you know, 10 seconds on the shot clock and 30 seconds left in the game. Like, yeah, I, I worry about those things if, if that's what the roster looks like. But that's ultimately that's why you recruited Jizzle James and Davion Day-Day Thomas as to be those guys with the ball in their hands. Probably going to have to grow up a little quicker maybe than you expected. But, you know, such is life. Such is life. Brent, anything to add there? Um, sorry, I'm typing up the recap. Uh, We're not yeah, yeah, I'm right there with with Chad. Um, as far as as far as what it goes, like the alpha sense, because I mean, we even at numerous times last year we we're, were asking Landers to step up and be the alpha, and because DDJ was being it for you know most of the first half of the year, and then. He hit that shooting slump, but as as it's currently constructed right now, you know, is, is Day Day going to be the one? Is you know the question 
arises, who will be that that alpha, the guy that, you know, late game situations is out there trying to get you buckets. And um, is it CJ Frederick? You know, Tobes mentioned how he's more than just a standstill shooter, which, which, which I agree with watching his tape, but you definitely need someone that can also break down a defense and create his own shot with, with, with CJ Frederick as well. So um, the, Alpha the best teams have there. a guy that can turn down the ball screen yeah. and go make something happen. Right. Right. Exactly. So um, that is what I, I need to see. And I, I mean, Simus Lukosius did that against that team up in Norwood a couple times, which, uh, which is, is, would, would be awesome to see, but you know, is, is that going to be night in night out basis? You know, he, uh, he, he was hot in some games and then cold in others. So I don't know. Some, some sort of an alpha would be kind of what I think would be perfect as the final spot. With the awesome commitment from CJ, could this help with Simus's decision to come here? Be a heck of a shooting and scoring pair to get. We already covered that. that. Like, I think it's going to be a matter of like what what does he want out of where he's transferring? You'll find out here in the next couple of days. Uh, are there plans to add anyone to the basketball staff for tomorrow's role, or will Drew Adams, Chris Lepore, and Adam Thielen – not Adam Thielen, Jake okay. Thielen – Carry those different guys. That's a different yeah. guy. <laughs> Not nearly as pretty. <laughs> um, no, I think they're pretty content with where things are at with the the support staff right now. A lot of guys in the fold. A lot of really good guys in the fold. Like a lot of probably like like three guys that are well over qualified for the positions that they're in. Like, you just lean on those three. And Matty Mills. If Limus commits and everyone on the current roster gets granted eligibility, I think it means Simus. Uh, two-time transfer medical. What would your way to early expectations be for next season? Is it? No, that's Linus. I was thinking of the guy on Peanuts that plays piano. That is Linus. Charlie and Brown. That's yeah. Very different. Has a blankie. Yeah, the, the guy with the blankie that plays piano. Yeah, I don't think he could help this year. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I be a bubble team, like be in the conversation and and try to play your way into the tournament. It's a talented roster. Is it a perfect roster? No. No. Is it a roster that we're looking at and talking about is is going to compete for like a protected seed? No. But. You know, if you if you win seven or eight games in the Big Twelve and you have a, you know, a, not a disastrous non-conference slate, then you should be in the mix for well, a tournament spot. And if you get steps like Vic had last year, where yeah. he takes another step like that this year, uh, if Dan takes a step like Vic did last year, um, if either uh, any of the the three new guys in Day Day or Jizzle or Ray are able to make a big splash, then you're talking a little different, but we'll see. Luco. I like Luco for Lucosius. I think uh I think like you're saying, everyone takes jumps, fully healthy CJ Frederick. Um 
yeah, but we got to know who that final spot is. But I think, uh, yeah, battle in the Big 12. Try hardest to just be there when uh, when tournament discussions are. Win some games you're not supposed to. Lose some games you weren't supposed to. We'll see. <laughs> um, absolutely loved your interview with CJ. Would you consider doing one with Reynolds as well? Chad, that one is up to you. Yeah. Reynolds has been a little elusive. Brent has been working on getting a story with him. Like he's he's not the easiest guy to track down. So some Brent guys or Brett. 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 My brain doesn't work. Come on. Basketball oh, recruiting good. specialist Brett Stein, that is. Yes. Brett has been working on that and he's been a little elusive. With CJ, like there's a lot of connections there. Uh, you know, I I didn't have a hard time tracking CJ down one and there were enough mutual connections that knew me that that interview gets done pretty easily. Um, I, I would absolutely do one with Reynolds. Uh, that's a matter of getting, you know, getting him in the same place at the same time. And in one of these uh, stream yard studios and getting it done, I'll do what I can, but Thank you for watching. Uh, the CJ interview was great. Uh, like I said, I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, I don't know that we've heard from Dino Cross in the uh, mailbag before. So he's a regular on the boards. Like I, I you know, I know who he is. I just, just me in here in the yeah, yeah. in the mailbag. I got you. Uh, prime Tobler versus Prime CJ. What's the score in a game to eleven? Uh, ones and twos. After the way that Zach talked tonight and his biggest regret being that he didn't play football and played basketball instead and he wasn't very good at basketball, I'm going to say he would have, if he was still here, say that Prime CJ beats Prime Tobler. That said, the score... Playing ones and twos. I mean, are we 11, playing to make it take it? 11-5? That's probably about... See, the difference is, like, I think Zach could back him down. Yeah, put, but put, a got, little, put a little toes on But you got you got to dribble through the arc first to get to where <laughs> right. you can back down. And if CJ, like if Zach misses and CJ gets the ball, he's so good from three, Zach might never see it again. Might just be like five of those Buckets. and a little, a little layup and, and it's over. 11-5 sounds good, Aaron. I like 11-5. And that is the basketball portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the last portion of the mailbag, uh, which is the Banks portion. Uh, rapid fire. Kelsey, does she have no fear? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. uh, who is the best dancer on the BCJ staff and why is it Brent? I mean, I don't know what Royer's got, but 1,000% I'm shit. putting my name up there as the best dancer. <laughs> I ain't got shit, man. 100 million percent. I'm bad. Best dancer. Bad, bad, bad. Can you swing dance, though, Brent? Yes, I can. I yeah. uh, I took cotillion, so I know all the dance moves. Foxtrot, oh. swing. Oh, look at you. All of the above. Jitterbug? Well, little jitterbug. <laughs> I mean, I used to dance a little back in the day. Learned to swing, like a Chad, little salsa. Sounds like Chad. Up. Chad's it's my biggest competitor. It's been there a while, go. but I, I had some moves back in the day. I don't know. I don't know that I ever graduated past pop and lock. Okay. Pop and lock is good, though. We'll, yeah, we'll give well, you that. I mean, 
A little crumping? Can, no, what? No. No, no. Told you I didn't graduate past pop and lock. <laughs> Lean with it, rock with it? That's fine. <laughs> um, so I, I'd give myself a solid C plus where I can have fun at weddings, but I'm not trying to do anything wild. Yeah. Cotillion, though, that's impressive. Of course you were Cotillion. Ask, ask anyone what that the is hell out. is that? It's like the rich people party for kids. No, cotillion? It, that's not what it is. It's. I watched it's, the OC. I know what the cotillion it's is. Something that you go to to, like they teach you manners and stuff. And, and which teach, which which forks to use when there's three forks at the table and two spoons. Oh, get and the a, fuck and, out of here. And a shrimp fork. <laughs> And three, <laughs> three, three cups in front of shit, you. I, my, my parents <laughs> sent me because I was a kid that, like, after every dinner, they had like, they had, they had I, I had like food all over my shirt and shit, you know. So it's like, it's like we gotta send Brent to Cotillion. That guy eats with his mouth open. I got, I got sent to my drinks. room when I had food all over my shirt. He got sent to fancy classes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's pretty damn. Popular, I think people go to that kind of stuff. So. I, I, I do not. I don't even know what it is. Put it on the poll. Yeah, put, it, put a poll up. <laughs> Ask how many people have been to finishing school. <laughs> finishing school. That's I, that's the the shorthand version of what it is. Like, you know, finishing school, like uh, teaching you manners, oh. teaching but you how I not to be it's... just a slobby savage. <laughs> That I was. That you know, I was. like, did I, you have, I, for, for did the you longest have... time, I, I had to tell Kelsey, the food goes in your mouth. Yeah, right. Like, right. You, you, you take the fork or the spoon, and you put the food in here. Like, how <laughs> how do you how do you fucking miss? Right. How, what what right. happens? Did you have to wear fancy white gloves at your, your fancy no. schooling? That you did not, no. Or a suit coat with tails. Nope. Did not have to do that either. I, I picture both of those things on I want to say some things, but I keep forgetting this is public. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you nope. keep forgetting, you would say them and then deal with the repercussions afterwards. Mimosas <laughs> or Bloody Marys for breakfast? Uh, mimosa. I don't either. I, I guess a mimosa. I hate tomato, like tomato juice. I, you don't I like prefer- tomato soup? I like tomato soup. I don't like like V8. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is what a Bloody Mary is made from. I love so, a good okay. Bloody Mary, um, but mimosas, I if I'm on vacation, give me a mimosa immediately. Like, well, yeah, mimosa, I, mimosas always just gave me a headache. And I'm just. I'll go like, like a peach bellini for a, a, a brunch drink. Now we're talking fancy. There you go, Chad. That's just a bad tasting drink than mimosas or Bloody Marys. I picture Brent as an apple teeny guy. No, I, I do like a dirty martini with an espresso martini at the end of the meal. But Espresso uh, if, martini, three beans? You got to have three beans, right? Little, little three beans on top. Don't eat them because they are not tasty. Just a, <laughs> just, just a forewarning. Um, Did you learn that yeah. at finishing school? I learned that uh, on a late night. How about that? Uh, but no, so if if the mimosas are bottomless, I'm doing those all day. But if you Ladder got nineteen, if you got to keep mimosas. ordering and ordering and ordering, then give me uh, give me a bloody mary. So, so we have a conversation in the chat going uh, that the the people now think 
you come from money, Brent. Uh, tell me you come from money without telling me you come from money from the fake John Goble about you going to finishing school. All I'll say about fake John Goble is he's a great guy. <laughs> All right. Last question. Just spitballing here. <clears throat> I think that's the last question. Oh, no. We missed one from Skins. Uh, Follow up question. Do you think, did you think fake John Goble would be bigger? Yeah, a little bit. I thought he'd be a, bit, a little bigger guy. Like taller. Taller? Taller. I think he was exactly as I wanted him to be. <laughs> Don't eat them, you dumbbell. <laughs> See, Brent, now you're experiencing Chelsea knows you now. So she's going to be much more comfortable crushing you. Because right. she's been doing this to me for like a decade. You, you know, it it was the uh like the chocolate covered coffee beans are spectacular. So you think these will taste good with my mar- with with the martini, but they don't. They really don't. You'd think Brent was wearing a white hat talking about espresso martinis like this. Hey, <laughs> he got I, a black hey, Tiger Woods hat hey, on. <laughs> I hate to say it. If you don't like espresso martinis, you got a little problem with you, man. Those are unbelievably tasty. I do like them. It's just holding that like glass. Just something just feels wrong as a man. I don't know why. <laughs> just like holding your little, really little martini. Pay attention to what's in a martini. It's just booze. It's yeah, just vodka. Like it's just a glass full of vodka or gin. Flavored like, vodka or with, gin. Yeah. It's like with a little like a little drop of flavor. Like here's or a something. glass of vodka with a little drop of like this in it, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Last question. Just spitballing here, but if we <clears throat> were to sign a new apparel deal, would we be able to wear said brand's apparel for the first season in the Big 12? I thought the Under Armour deal had the ability for us to purchase into 2024, so I wasn't sure if the gear has already been ordered with them. Wait to see. Chad left the, no. left the chat. <laughs> Wait to see. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's hey, going uh, on. No, no, English, mm. English, no, hablo Hello. Huh. Hello. ¿Qué pasa? That's, that's the mailbag. No Get us English. out of here, Brent. I don't know either about si this senor. whole peril thing. Yeah. Si senor. Hello. Who the hell knows? Uh, but hey, well, you know what, guys? If we don't have anything else to say here, any final nuggets before we uh, say goodbye to everybody? Fake John Goble says, I love an espresso martini, but I order it in a rock glass every time. There's your life hack. Rare. I heard they taste look right. Fake oh, John no, Goble. <laughs> they taste even better in Vegas. I heard that's what that's something down the line. But uh, nothing else. No nuggets for the uh, for the faithful. No, I wanted I wanted to thank you guys. Fake John Goble, Chelsea, the favorites, uh, everybody that that showed out. Uh, Killer V was at the uh, the the. Uh, service, um, a, a lot of people that you know. You see Doc. You see yeah, Doc. Oh. I see Doc. That's my guy. We, we were talking to you see Doc for a minute. I missed you see oh. Doc. He was telling really? everything. Every every. You were standing every, right there. I got a history lesson. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Aaron, you were standing right. I'm pretty sure you met UC Doc at some point. No, Aaron was UC Doc was with Brent and I for like. 
30 minutes. What was that, Brent? Oh, oh I got there. I, I got there. I got there late because I went to the wrong funeral home first. I went to the oh, other Linemans right. before that's I got right. to the. <laughs> what was what was the the man and the woman? They went by Cincinnati. Bob and Phillips. Five. Yeah. Bob and Phillips' favorite. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yes. They're they're yeah, some they of were. my favorite people. But thank you to everybody. Um, I know this sounds weird to say, but Saturday was a pretty awesome day because the love that was there for her, the support, like it was awesome. And it's it was sad. It sucked, but it was inspiring because she inspired a lot of fucking people. And it was it was cool to kind of see that come to fruition. So thank you boys for being there. Thank the BCJ folks that uh, that showed up, and uh, we managed to have a pretty good time until Aaron got his feelings. I got white boy wasted. You did. did. (laughs) It's all right, Aaron. Aaron cried like seven, seventeen. I was seventeen, twenty times. Surprised no one. Maybe more. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron cried more than me at if my wife's open, funeral look, and wake. If there's an open bar, good luck keeping these eyes dry. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> my dad was like, "Is Aaron okay?" I was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> you mean Lance Armstrong, the boy Lance? Can oh yeah, yeah. That's a big riding fool. I will say, Aaron, I did enjoy every single hug that we had. So <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> Dear God. But, guys, if uh, we got nothing left, then uh, a huge thank you, as always, to uh, Tobes for hopping on. Huge thank you as well to Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Huge thank you as well to our friends over at Quick Paper Supply. And also for my guys, my boys, my fellas. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BVP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!